What's up, world? Welcome to The Positive Truth. Uplifting and positive news help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you? Doing wonderful. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. We have two inspirational stories to send you off into your weekend. Inspired, hopeful, and full of joy. Tim, what do you got? Man, I'm going to Walsall. Hopefully I said that correctly because you know me. Um, So basically, Walsall Community Cafe um, was invented uh, basically to combat loneliness during the pandemic. Um, A lot of people were going through it during the pandemic. You know, we all were. We were all trying to figure things out. And um, this man, Mr. Clark, basically had this idea along with some other people to come up with a place that people can go to to talk to others, to socialize with others. So they didn't feel like they were alone. Um, And what ended up happening at this community center, um, it recently got broken into. On August 7th, um, some people broke in there. They took the register. They took a camera. Um, Basically, Mr. Clark walked in, saw them, followed them into an alley, and they basically had the register in their hand, and they smashed register on the ground. And the irony to it all is they basically didn't get anything but that camera. And the most of the money fell out of the register whenever they slammed it onto the ground. So it really didn't do too much you know, damage to the store or anything like that. But then five days later, another burglary happened. Um, this time they ended up causing a little bit of damage. Uh, basically, they were trying to break in through the cellar. Um, and whenever they were trying to break into the cellar, they'd never made it inside the facility, but they ended up doing all kind of damage there that ended up costing around $2,000 in repairs. Um, This is a nonprofit organization, by the way. So they're just sitting here like, what is going on? Like, how are we supposed to, you know, get this taken care of? But then that's where the inspiring part comes in. The community stepped in. As soon as they found out what was going on, they're like, oh no, you guys helped us out way too much. You helped our community out way too much. One customer replaced the camera. We're not talking about like another organization. This is a customer that you know has been there plenty of times. Replaced the camera that was stolen. Um, the damages that were uh, done. Um, other customers came in, uh, 15 strong staff team volunteered, and they replaced everything that they could do um, to fix all the damages that were done. It was just one of those things where this place was created through positivity and love, and the community came in and stepped in and helped them the way that this place, Walsall Community Center, came in and helped their community. And I just thought it was so much love all around. Whenever we started this podcast, we had this hope of building um, – some sort of community or educating others on, on what a community is. And to me, that's exactly what that is, is a community story, an inspiring community story. We have a nonprofit organization that was helping others when they needed it. And now when they needed their help, those others came through and helped them. That's how it's supposed to be. All love, all community here at The Positive Truth. Community really is under, underappreciated. We do these we do what we're about to do when we talk about things we're grateful for and we never mention community and we're the ones doing this podcast it's kind of interesting but yeah like when you have a strong knit community you are brace you are basically unbreakable it's a safety net at all times and the stronger and the more people you have that are in that little knit the better things are going to be so yeah come out of the house Stop from behind that TV and talk to your neighbors. And I'm talking to myself because that is 100% me behind the computer screen. (laughs) Yo, but JP, being real, like this leads into what I'm grateful for in between our positive stories. 
I'm grateful for our community. I'm grateful for us. You said something to me a long time ago, not even that long ago, but it still sticks with me. I think about it from time to time. You said, whenever you're kind of stuck in the middle of it, you don't see how good things are actually getting. And we're part of why our community is better or getting better. I know we're a part of that. We're connected to so many people that are actually making an impact in their community. And this is why we still do our podcasts because we still believe in our community. So I'm grateful for the growth in within our community because I know before we weren't doing anything and now we donate when we can, we volunteer when we can, and we don't have any time. So yeah, man, we are the community in all reality. There's so many of us. Tim just skipped the segue. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's all good, though. This is audio meditation where we talk about one thing we're grateful for. Tim is grateful for community. Yeah, we're trying to be a part of the community and be the helpful hope that is necessary. We're like the bat signal. We provide hope for everyone. Except you just got to listen to it audibly. Like, yeah, it's like... <laughs> So, so I guess we're the bat signal through the phone, you know, when you get that update. You know, when there's a little bit of static, that, it's yeah. us. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That was good. Um, wow. So I'm grateful for, you totally just knocked, <laughs> that, joke was, that joke was so good. You totally just knocked me off of my mental. My bad. And then the static on the phone. Uh, maybe they should update the new Batman, so it's like, because if everyone's always looking at the phone, the new Batman, it's like a bad signal pops up on their phone, like, oh, Batman's coming. <laughs> That's a very 2023 thing. I like that. Somebody put oh. that in the movie. Technology anyway. with the positive truth. Anyway. So I'm grateful for good food. Mostly because I can't cook and I eat the same things all the time. It's either pizza or meal prep. <laughs> But the people that can they can cook, just amazing. It's just it's this skill where it's like you have to take the time to prep properly, then cook, then eat, then clean afterwards. And you really can't I mean the eating part isn't hard. We can all do that. But the cooking, prepping and cleaning is hard and then the cleaning just sucks. And then if you do it for others, like if you're the person that's like, yo, come over, I'm gonna cook for everyone, like you are the best, man. You are the reason for the cookouts and everything. Like, you should never have to pay. There should always be a plate for the cook. Shout out to the cooks. <laughs> I love that. I loved everything about what, that. What's funny was, whenever I realized I wasn't going to make it as an NBA player because I stopped growing, my mom asked me, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you think about doing? You know what I told her? I want to be a chef. This is me at, like, <laughs> 16. And I'm the, the worst, like the worst, like the worst. This is why you should never ask 16-year-olds what they want to do with their lives, because they have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea. Back. Just go out and try things. Go out and try things, 16-year-olds. Which actually kind of segues really well into my inspirational story. It's about a man named Johannes Fritz, and he was in school. He was a biologist, all that fun stuff. He liked working with animals. And he got a job at a research center, and he was working there. He was pursuing his PhD, and it's it, the PhD when he was working there was working with free living animals. And he was like, "Man, this is what I dreamed about as a kid, but I want to work with like lions, tigers, bears, all that fun stuff." 
Oh my. He's selling Ibises. <laughs> there you go. Nice, Tim. <laughs> Tim's jokes are on point today. <laughs> He's selling Ibises. It's the, the zoo he was working at in 1997. They had a research center that had the first northern bald Ibis chicks. They thought that they were extinct. They had these red heads, red and wrinkled, black mohawks. And people think they're the ugliest birds on the planet. But he thinks they're really charismatic, gregacious, and affectionate. Affectionate. He figured out what the chicks love to eat, shredded mice and beef heart. He fed it to them eight times a day. And he ended up helping grow their population. But as you grow them, take care of them, you need to set them out in the wild so they can grow, so they don't run, they don't have an extinction problem. But they had been, they didn't know the migration pattern because they grew up in a zoo. So what did Mr. Fritz do? He decided, I'm going to build a cart, throw a glider on it, put a propeller behind it, and I'll fly and show the birds the way because I'm their nurturer. I fed them since birth. And that's exactly what this man did in 2004. (laughs) Right. Crazy. So we got this cart together. It looks like a dune buggy with a propeller of like a Louisiana swamp behind it. And it has like a parachute. And so the wind blows, the parachute pulls it up. He pushes up and then he has these two strings that give him directions. But he's, he's basically in a bike with a propeller and a parachute. This sounds so dangerous. Super high in the air. Super dangerous. So super dangerous. But he knew the flight. He was like, I know their migration pattern. They trust me, so they'll follow me. And so he led them on migration. First time they're ever out of the um, care of humans. And he led them through their migration pattern and made it there safe. He has had some close calls. One time he crashed and they thought he was dead. And he got out of it and he was like, we need to fix this immediately. So he learned how to fly like a bird, basically. Well, he's about to do it again. Because due to global warming, the ibises that are in the wild, they don't know when to leave. And so their typical flight takes them over a mountain. But they're leaving in September, the end of September, instead of the beginning of September, because it's so much warmer. So whenever they get, they go like 24, 25 miles an hour. Whenever they get to these mountains, it's too cold. They can't get any food. They end up dying. So Mr. Fritz was like, I got this. Well, instead of going this way, they'll follow me. We'll go a longer path, but it'll be safer. It'll be warmer. And I can show them where to get food and feed them along the way. And that's what he just he's going to do do it again he's got 35 birds behind him foster mothers everything and he's going to fly them through a new migration pattern this man is literally saving a species on the planet and guiding the way i somebody gives this man nobel peace prize man i am mind blown like mind blown this man is like so i've we live in the United States, so those that are listening all over the world in Louisiana and these swamps, I've seen like a lot of movies and like random documentaries where they're like riding those little, you know, big old propeller fan things in the back, and it's like a little speedboat, and they're just flying through these swamps. That's what I'm picturing. They literally that's what picturing. it is, Tim. That, so you know those bikes that are long, where it's like a wheel out in front and a wheel like in the in the back, and you're like, huh, oh, yeah. that seems kind of hard to drive. Imagine that with their legs dangling. 
the propeller thing behind it in a parachute. That is exactly what it is. With a flock of birds behind you. Like, that's the wildest story ever. That's, man, this dude is amazing. This dude is, there needs to be a movie on this. There needs yeah, to be I mean, a Netflix that's what movie. So if you don't believe me, which, by the way, I don't think I would if there wasn't any pictures in here. Johannes Fritz. J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S space F-R-I-T-Z. Look up the videos. My, of course, the one I'm looking at doesn't have videos because, you know, videos of me don't usually coincide. That's a Tim thing. But there's some there's some GIFs in here, GIFs, whatever you want to call them. Amazing. Amazing. Like, amazing. So, yeah, shout out to him. Saving a planet. He's like, I fed them. I'll make their migration route. They'll follow me. Then they'll have kids. They'll teach their kids the migration route I've taught them. And we'll keep it going, and then long after I'm gone, they'll be able to take care of themselves. What are we doing with our lives, Tim? This man's literally saving a species. Hey, we're highlighting people like him so he can have a platform. That's what we're doing with our lives. Shout out to jo- jo- how you say his name? Jonah? Oh, man. Please don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to him. Yeah. Johannes. Johannes Fritz. So yeah, that's my inspirational story for the week. Do you have a quote before we get out of here, Tim? Absolutely. Believe in yourself and all that you are. Know there's something inside you that is greater than any obstacle. Quotes by Tim. We are out of here. We appreciate everyone. Stay positive.